was thinking about it, and just different things are coming to my mind, and I was uh, telling him some stuff. And he's like, well, this is always been on your heart. We're always talking about this. And, and I was like, oh, that just didn't fit. And, and uh, I had a, a few thoughts by the end of the day. I'm like, I'm really thinking about sharing this specific thing. And he's like, well, okay, okay. I'm like, yeah, okay, maybe not. Maybe I'll just... And I'm looking through our past notes. This is a point, right? It's, it's kind of funny, and I have to share with you this, this funny thing. Because I really believe that God is giving me a specific word. Right now. The next morning I woke up, and I was kind of had a headache. And I'm like, I'm just going to share what I shared in Mexico. Because I know that, and I can add to it, and I can do this and this. And, and the Lord just brought, bring this other thing in my heart. saying, this is what you can share. And I thought, well, I'll just kind of start and see where it goes. Anyways. Long story short, he just totally blew up, and this is what I want you to share. This is what's needed. This is what's needed right now um, for today. I said, okay, Lord, so he's helping me. So, um, something that the Lord's been sharing with me uh, for quite a while, and I just feel like it's so important as believers that we understand this. And um, you know how if we see trouble coming ahead, we can prepare for it, right? If we know there's things coming. It talks about that in, in, in the Word. We see, uh, you know, wise men see trouble and prepares for it. And, uh, and sometimes we can plan on things coming, and sometimes we can't. But I just really, really believe he wanted us just to, to talk about this and be on the same page. And it's how the enemy works. So I'm here to talk about the devil. Yeah, we're in the right direction. Um, just how he works on wise men. Sometimes, Things that I'm hearing, things that I, I'm observing, sometimes we kind of get that backwards. Sometimes we see something that God's doing and we say, oh, that's not Jesus. And then we see why the devil is working and we say, that's God. It's like actually the word says it's the enemy. We kind of get this switch. And so I just think it's real clear. And I don't ever remember anyone sharing. Let's just share. This is how the enemy works. But this is how God works, too. So this isn't just enemy focus, but if we can't recognize the enemy working in our lives, or when he is pushing certain buttons, he's going to be pushing us around. I would love to say that, just go do your own thing, be good Christians, just go excel in your life, and you're fine. Don't worry about anything. But you know, that's not what like we have a real enemy. When we say yes to Jesus, we are saying no to the devil. When we are choosing the ways of God, we are saying no to the worldly plans of this world. And there's a fight for your soul. There is a fight for you, even when you say yes to God. Because as soon as you start living for him, taking steps of righteousness, taking steps of holiness, how many of you know you're going to have an opposing force come real quick? It comes so fast. And I just, we just really need to be aware. And so this really like, you're like, oh, this is so funny. I'm like, yes, I'm going to speak about the devil. I was like, okay. I'll make sure it's biblical. I'll make sure it's biblical. I promise. Okay. So, so I just want to share my heart. And I'm just sitting here because I just, just as, as, as a friend to another, like how we just sit down and I share with the like, this is how I'm coming to you. Just so we can be aware. 
the first verse that 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 the Lord just put so strongly that I could not let go of is First Peter five eight. Pull that up. And I'm going to be reading out of the NASB and the New Living Translation. Um, I go. I love going back and forth. I like to use the New Living when it simply explains things in a better way. It says the same thing as the other translation. Does that make sense? Sometimes if, if things are worded a little bit different, they can be a little more clear in their minds. And so I'll be going back and forth, whichever one has a more accurate um, translation. Thank you. All right. So we're going to read, we're going to start 1 Peter 5 eight. It says, be of sober spirit. Did I watch that one? I did. Good job, Lisa. Okay. Be a sober spirit. Be on alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. <coughs> and um, so it's saying, hey, be aware. Be alert. And um, so he's telling us to be to be sober, to be alert. And then he said, "Your adversary, the devil." So we're, we have to be alert. And we have to be sober-minded about your adversary, the devil. Right? It says to watch out. Right? Be alert. Okay? It's telling us to do that. So we have to. We can't ignore that. And go. Oh, he doesn't matter. Well, that's not what we're saying right now. Is saying, hey, look out, let's be alert. He, prowl, he prowls around like a roaring lion. Who else do we know in the word that talks that is a lion? Jesus. That's right. Seeking someone to devour. So I looked at some of these words in the Greek. So to be sober spirit means to be calm and collected. Be calm, be collected. Be on the alert means to watch, to give strict attention to, to keep awake, and to be vigilant. So really paying attention. Be alert. Don't freak out, but let's watch. Let's look. Your adversary is the same thing as your opponent, your enemy. He prowls around means to walk, to progress, to make due use of opportunities. So he's going around looking for opportunities and his enemy to get in there somewhere. He's looking for an opportunity to get in the middle of your life to screw things up. He's looking for that. He is looking for that. He goes around like, like is like, means like, like what? Like a roaring lion. When we know a roaring lion, the roaring, the lion we know is Jesus. So if he's going around like, he's, could he get mixed up with Jesus? He's kind of like a lion. I call him a fake lion. <laughs> it's not real. Like, I mean, he is real, but like he's not Jesus. So he tries to hide himself. Like this is real. A roaring lion. How many of you ever heard a lion? Yeah. Like, are they loud? Oh my goodness. If you're there, it is so loud, it's, it consumes you. It is loud. They yell. They scream. I don't think they scream. 
But they're a roar, right? <laughs> it's not a quiet, you know. So he goes around prowling like a roaring lion, seeking to crave. He's craving to demand something from someone. He's seeking something. He's trying to demand something. Seeking someone to devour. To devour means to drink down, swallow up, destroy, to gulp and tower, to gulp and tire, to drown. So he actually wants to drown you. He wants to swallow you up. He wants to destroy everything inside of you. Lisa, this is scary. Well, there's good news, okay? There really is good news. But we have to understand, we can't just be ignorant. And we can't just go, I'm going to go play my la-la game at work. And I'm just going to be Missy, wonderful housewife, or breadwinner. And I'm just going to go la-la-la, and everything is everything's wonderful. Because we have to be aware of he is coming after, in certain areas, to allow to destroy you. And it's going to consume, it's something that's consuming, that you're going to hear, that's consuming your heart, that's consuming your thoughts, that's drowning out the Word of God and any truth and hope and love that you have. You have to know this truth. I'm not making this up. But you have to know it and you have to be aware of it. Coming back under what he's doing. 
We have to submit ourselves to the Lord. I see it so many times, it's so easy. See, tonight we've got a lot of different people. And so many people, I'm resisting, I'm resisting, I'm resisting him. The enemy wants to do this, but I'm resisting him. But their lives aren't submitted to God. There's a lot, I'm still going to live with my boyfriend. I'm still going to live with my girlfriend. I'm still going to do my own sins. I'm still going to do, but I'm resisting God. Or I'm not resisting the devil. Yep, I'm saying no. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but we have to submit to God. Let's go back to verse 9. Is that okay? Be strong in your faith. Remember that your Christian brothers and sisters all over the world are going through the same kind of suffering that you are. It's like, so So the, the same enemy that is coming against us is going to everyone else. Has gone to, like, we think we're the only person suffering here in this trial. We're the only person going through this hardship. And it's like, actually, you're not. But part of the enemy's plans is to separate you, to make you feel like you're the only person who deals with this? Who struggles with pornography? Who's struggling with sin? Who has addictions? You're the only person. And when he can separate, that's what he wants us to feel. No one else understands. Well, the word says actually people all over the world are going through the same kind of suffering. But it does say to resist. Resist the devil. Submit to God to resist. When we think, you know, we're like, oh, suffering, but that's. Suffering is, is, is my cross to bear. Well, look, look, suffering right here can be externally, and this is in the Greek, misfortune, calamity, evil afflictions, afflictions with Christians undergo on behalf of the same cause which Christ suffered. It can also be an inward and enduring. Suffering is all these things. And sometimes we have to go, okay, Sometimes in our suffering, we have to learn how to resist. Resist the devil. Submit to God and resist. I'm just going to submit. All suffering is not God. Although we all suffer. We all go through stuff. Every one of us. And then I'm going to go to verse, the next verse, verse 10. And this is also the beginning. I love this. It says, in his kindness, God called you to share it. Okay, this says something else. Is this, yeah. This salvation was something. Something gracious salvation prepared you. Oh, thank you. Because I'm like, this does not look like what I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to share it. Okay. And I might have even messed that up for you. But verse 10, <coughs> 5, 10. It says, in his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory. So you're sharing in his eternal glory by means of Jesus Christ. So after you have suffered a little while, after you have suffered to be affected or be affected, after you to feel, have a sensible experience to undergo, after you have suffered, he will restore he will support. He will strengthen you. And he will place on you, place you on a firm foundation. Isn't that good news? In the middle of our suffering, we think the suffering. 
not. Sometimes it's to make us aware, to make us go, okay, what's really happening in my heart? What's really going on? Sometimes our suffering is like, is there an area that I'm not submitted to God in? Sometimes it's like, okay, and sometimes there's different types of suffering. Like, I understand. There's a process of grieving. That's suffering. That's enduring. God's gracious to us in those times. But sometimes we have to look at those sufferings and go, okay, God, is this, <laughs> what, what's going on in my life? What, what is it I'm needing to resist? Sometimes it could be hopelessness. Sometimes it could be, it's coming to steal your faith. Sometimes it's stealing your love. Let's go to Second um, Corinthians 10. For though we walk in the flesh, we do walk in the flesh. How many walks in the flesh here? flesh people? I have flesh. Do you have flesh? Would you like to have flesh too? <clears throat> For we walk in the flesh, but we do not wage war according to the flesh. Verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. Wow, that sounds like something you know, that we're overcoming there. What do you think? It sounds like, oh, wow, it's actually good for destroying the destruction of fortresses. Or the NLT says to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and destroy false arguments. So a lot of those things are going on right up here. All those false things that build up in our mind, that tell us, that speak to us, sound like that boring line going to go to, yeah, let's go to Romans 12, too. I'll get on to that. Let's try to figure out which version of We're going to continue going. Knock down the stronghold of human reasoning and destroy false arguments. The weapons of our work, I just love that. Like, you know, and I don't know anybody who does not deal with human reasoning and false arguments. How many of you never deal with that? Like, everyone, we understand. Because, you know, the enemy is a liar. And he's always trying to come to you. He's, or come to me. And he's always trying to speak lies. He's always trying to give us lies and give us the, 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 the totally distorted deal here. Always, always, always. He's always telling you what you should think. And sometimes in our mind, we get confused. And we think that every thought that comes into our mind is Jesus. And I just want to say that's not true. That we really have to take account to what we're actually thinking and dwelling about it. Because most likely it's the enemy trying to jack up the belief system. He's wanting you to believe something that's not even viable. He's trying to get you to go in a direction that God is not even telling you to go in. He's trying to make you believe in his world system, not God's. And if you are believing and you're going after believing in God's system and his word, I guarantee you there's going to be a fight. If there's not a fight, you may not believe according to his belief system. Because there is a war 
being going on right now, this rage right now, and I so sense it in the spirit that we have to know what does the word of God say this? And we have to get in there and know what he's saying to be true. What is true and what is a lie. Romans 12, 2. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is. That which is good and acceptable and perfect. Did you know the will of God is good and acceptable and perfect? We have to renew our minds. We have to remind ourselves because the enemy is always going to have another story. He always has another story. He's going to say, no, actually you're a failure in your work. Actually, you're not doing a good enough job. Actually, you really um, aren't that great of a son or daughter. <laughs> you should do a little bit better there. I mean, he is always going to speak his responsibility. He might even say, actually, your parents don't know it all. Actually, your parents don't have any wisdom from God. I'm just saying, I raised kids. I know, I know. I was a kid. I know, I know. Was my mom? I was a kid once, right? He's going to put husband against wife and wife against husband. I don't know if I like you anymore. Wow! I don't think that you love me. You don't respect me. There are so many things that that old lion is going to say to split you, husband and wife, apart. Are you a single person? Yeah, you're not pretty enough to get married. Yeah, you don't have the right body. If you were a bottle, then you could get married. But sorry, you're not. Doesn't that, isn't that what the enemy says? Oh, you can't have a ministry because you're not quite there yet. You can't love somebody because, you know, you're, you're, very, you're an unlovely person. Like, so much stuff is, is in our culture. We have to watch, we have to transfer, transform our mind. Something that's more powerful. The word of God. We have to know truth. Lisa is going to do this. Jesus says, I came that they may have life and 
Okay. <laughs> okay. Put on 
Okay, Revelation 12, 10. I like this. I like this one. This is that's not bad. I don't like it. Okay, it's this one God pinpoints on me a lot. And demonic. 
producing our fruit, the fruit of the Spirit, through the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. When we're losing that fruit, I'm just going to suggest your problem for each and more right now. What is it that you need to take back? What is it you need to stand on? In, in uh, 1 Corinthians 13, the very last verse, it says, after the Halal chapter, it says, Now abide in these three, these three things, faithful and love. So you know the enemy is going to do everything he can to get you out of the place of faith. He's going to get you out of love. He's going to get you out of hope. And that's what he's going to do. But I wanted to say, you can stand against him. You can stand against him and tell him no. You can control what the thoughts that are going on in your head that he's screaming by knowing what the word of God says. And no, that's not, and saying no, that is not true. That actually isn't true. Saying, sorry, you're not playing that one. And filling your mind with things, how he thinks about you, his thoughts. In this place, we call them declarations. Some people don't like that name, but that's what they are. You're declaring what God's word says in you, and you're replacing it to get what the enemy is trying to tell you out. Like, no, this is actually the truth. Sometimes our surrender is worship. When we get into worship, and we remind ourselves of who God is, and how he's made us, and what he's called us to. And I'm not saying this when we are so demon focused. You know what I mean? Like, ah, demonic! No, like, but we need just to be aware. I'm not saying Satan's so big and God's so little. No, who's greater is he who is in you Amen. than he is in the world. There's actually more for you than against you. Your adversary, the devil, he's seeking 